options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Mo Dig Hall Lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, the number one selling subcompact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Mason Tractor Co. Four convenient Kubota locations. On the web at MasonTractor.com. Right, here we are live coming at you from the back seat of America, show where we talk politics. That's right, politics, but we don't talk dirty politics here. What we talk is right politics, what you want to know, what you need to know, and not any of the washed up mainstream stuff that you know is on a slant towards the dark side. What are we talking about here? We're talking everything from the left to the right and all the way in between, but we're giving it to you live so you understand what's happening and what's happening today in America and what's wrong with America today. and What can we do to fix it? Because that's exactly what we need. We need to know what there is and what the solutions are so we can get to those solutions. So tell a friend, tell two friends if you appreciate truth and if you appreciate everything that this show brings you from the gospel, the doctrine, to political upheaval. Welcome to the show. Today, I would like to continue our conversation of one of the most interesting topics of our time, um, one that is worthy of further investigation and communication. And we love getting together and having intelligent conversation. Let's face it, nowadays, it's hard to find somewhere that is going to give you unfiltered truth, give you the words, the message that they don't want you to know, that they are censoring all over the country and the world. And even when you go to reliable sources, when you go to sources uh, like, uh, you know, different talk show hosts that are wonderful, like Savage, the Savage Nation, or even to the sources like the church itself, you're going to get a diluted version. And I'm not talking of the truth of doctrine, but you're going to get a diluted version of why and how and what is happening, not because they don't want you to know it, but because of the major attacks happening in the media and in the world towards sources like the church or towards sources like Michael Savage or uh, other sources that you may have that are trying to give you truth, but rather are censored and are pushed back by this incredible silencing society, the society of editing and editorials and commentaries of where they come in and that try to destroy you. 
And so when you talk about a topic like homosexual marriage or the the Respect of Marriage Act, you're going to get commentaries from the church, but you're not going to get the full picture because if you if you understand the full picture, it is black and white. The full picture comes to you as saying, this is what Jesus Christ wants. Anything else other than that, everything else is sin. You're also not going to get the stratagem behind it. You're not going to get the whys and hows because twofold. You don't give your strategy to the enemy. And number two is once again, because anything that is said can come back and bite you in the face. And so you'll find that a lot of the words of the brethren themselves are being edited. Why? Well, because of the lawsuits and the many situations that's happening out there. So we want to be able to explore, converse, talk about, have a communication about the truth. And so if you enjoy the truth, if you enjoy facts, then celebrate it. Send it to two, three, four of your friends that would also like a source of truth because this is my gift to be able to interpret, to be able to stand back, look at the pieces of the puzzle and give you this unabridged version of what is happening today, what's happening around you, the whys and the whats and the whos. Also, I've been doing research for many years. As you know, I wrote a book that was banned worldwide. If it's broken, don't fix it on the education system. I am at the front row. I am taking notes of what is happening, not for a let's change this position, because change to go back to what we were before, that's quite impossible. The prophecies are being unrolled and fulfilled. And the prophecies say nothing about going back to goodness. So it's just going to get worse, people, before it gets better. That's the reality of it. And the better is going to be Jesus Christ coming down and burning everyone. But before then, don't expect any change, any going back to old times when we had a sense of morality. No, don't even expect that. That's not in the cards. That's not in the picture. That's nowhere to be happening anytime soon. What we can expect is more destruction, more mayhem, more debauchery, and more haberdashery. That's all we can expect. So with that in mind, let's take a look at some of these very interesting things that are happening today. Let's re-explore this Respect of Marriage Act and why, why the church is backing it. But to understand that first, let's get an idea of where we're at in history. We are certainly not in a time when people are for goodness, when people are backing goodness. You go on Facebook and mention anything about Jesus Christ, anything to keep the commandments, anything to quote old prophets or even modern day prophets that are before our current prophet, President Nelson. And these people will attack you and they'll say, you know, this, this is antiquated. This is wrong. You're a hater. That's what happens. We are living in a society that it's so filthy that we might as well have our back door to Sodom. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. 
Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. We are quite worse because no sodomite is going to give you the filth and destruction that we have today. We're in the worst situation that we've ever been. Think about it. Our whole planet is involved in three of the most heinous crimes, most heinous and abominable crimes that have ever hit humanity. First, human trafficking. And by human trafficking, I'm talking about child trafficking, not only human trafficking, but child trafficking for the intent to be able to harm these children, to be able to sexually exploit these children, and to sacrifice these children before the altar of Satan himself in order to become a full member of the Gaddy Anton Roberts Society, the Secret Society of Men, you have to sacrifice innocent blood. So the whole country, the whole world is involved in and practicing the traffic of children, which is abominable, incredible. The amount of children that go missing and the incredible toxicity of this upon our nation, everyone everywhere is affected by this. Even in the church, the, the lawyers of the church, the department of that has been associated and investigated for these crimes. So if you can imagine the infiltration into not only departments within the church, but police departments, stakes, branch presidents, bishops, and governmental departments nationwide that are involved in this trafficking situation that we have now. Imagine the horrors that must be involved in order to be able to associate yourself and include yourself in such a practice. And this is rampant. This is, this is universal here. This is not just something that happens once in a while. It's by the thousands and tens of thousands. This is a traffic that goes on worldwide. Not to mention the next abomination, which is most abominable, if you think about it, the destruction of lives that are happening every single day to infants, unborn children that Heavenly Father sends down. I talk about this exclusively in one, one or two of my podcasts, so you might want to listen to the podcast on abortion. But Heavenly Father sends these children down, and then they're not even able to taste the air to breathe the oxygen, to look at the sunlight. Because before they're even born, before they even have an opportunity to breathe God's air, they are destroyed. Their life is ended. There is nothing worse, nothing more abominable than this. And how God permits this to go on without burning the earth is beyond me, beyond measure. And so you have the little children being exploited, being destroyed these creations of heaven. Imagine them waiting 
in heaven to come down and taste the goodness of this life, but to be stopped after conception sometime before birth. And in some of those cases, horrifically, just weeks before birth. It's just horrendous. I cringe at it. And I hope God destroys everyone involved in it soon because I can't take so much of it. The last one is the homosexuality, but worse than this, because Sodom and Gomorrah, the whole push towards it, being pushed upon your child, this is the, the sin against nature itself. The reproductive act to be able to bring children even down to this earth and the perversion of that and to tell your children that no, they haven't been brainwashed. No, they haven't been manipulated and abused and even hunted by some predator. No, somehow God made a mistake and sent them in the wrong body. Somehow the body that God created with their spirit sending their eternal spirit down, is wrong. And so they have to fix it. Absolutely incredible. The spread, the widespread of the Gomorrah and the Sodom and the mentality of, and let's face it, all of you are touched by this, by some family member or other, but the reality is most of you have given in and said, it's okay. It's okay because of this or that. And I support this or that. And love is love. And we've heard all the jargon. It doesn't matter how much jargon you give. It's still wrong. It doesn't matter how much incredible, horrendous speech you give. It is still against the commandments of God and the commandments of nature. Now, the reason why I bring up the state of the world, the reason why I bring up the state of the nation is to pinpoint the reason for the decision because there is no way as far as the issue on gay marriage we've lost there is no way to gain ground and i know what you're saying you're giving up you're giving it to the devil so fast no the reality of it is being a nation where we are right now where let's face it all but a few men are on porn and most women, adults. A nation where all children are on porn with their friends, with their phone, all of them. It is a corrupt society. And so when we are saying that your children have been perverted, you've been perverted, and you all have in one form or another some relative somewhere that you're supporting with their lavishness, with their homosexuality, with their abortion, or with anything else. You are all saying love is love. This is the reality. We have gone from a nation that is mostly good, where the values of America mimic and mirror the values of church. We've gone from that to a America in a world that is completely filthy. That's the reality. You, everyone, most people, 99%, they're going to be filthy. This is the end of the world, people. This is the state. 
<laughs> you want facts or you want fiction? You want people to come out and tell you how good you are? You're on the wrong channel. Because good, there's not any good left, only God. Just like Jesus said it, there's none good, only God. So why do you call yourself good? Why do you call other people good? We are barely meeting the standard, even if we're the best of the best, take us back 50 years and we would be filthy. Think about it. What movies are you watching? What movies do you allow yourself to watch? Do you allow yourself to watch a movie where people take off their clothes? And to what extent are you going to allow them to take off their clothes all the way to underwear? Maybe just the top, a flash of the bottom, naked completely. What are you going to allow? It's a love scene. It's artistic. What are you going to be watching? Because today a PG movie is the same as an R movie was in the 1980s. Think about it. What was an R-rated movie back then? Well, an R-rated movie back then was Arnold Schwarzenegger in this back-in-time movie, The Terminator. And what kind of stuff did we see in The Terminator? We saw no language, very, very little language. And we saw... Arnold Schwarzenegger's butt for a flash of a second. So that's it. Backside for a second and maybe a couple of S words here and there. That was an R, people. That was a rated R show. Right now, I turn on television, regular television. And what do I get? I get the Terminator in regular daytime movies daytime shows. If I turn on Netflix, my goodness, everything's going to have that and beyond. So right now, the best of the best of us, unless you're not watching any TV. Are you watching any TV at all? Because if you're watching TV, modern day TV, you're going to be watching rated R all day long. So that's why the church doesn't even say no rated R movies anymore. Have you heard him say this? Because it doesn't even make sense. There is no rated R anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that I encourage you to go out and get rated R movies. My goodness, those are might as well be rated X at that point. But what I'm saying is that our standard, even if you call yourself good, you're keeping your, the commandments, you're, you're following Christ, you're keeping your covenants, whatever it is, Compare yourselves to a 1950 man, hell, even a 1980 man, and you're lacking, you're wanting, you're, you're nowhere near good. My goodness, back then, if you remember, and I've said this before in another one of my podcasts, back then, Gone with the Wind, Gone with the Wind got fined $20,000 because they said damn in it. Remember the big line at the end of the movie? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. $20,000. Because this was in the movie theater. So people that were adults back then were exposed to nil. If you were a degenerate, if you were a pervert, you had to go out of your way and rent. Well, they didn't even have rent machines back then when Gone with the Wind came out. But you had to go out of your way for filthy material in magazines. 
you consider a pervert. Today, you turn on your phone, you turn on Netflix, you turn on Amazon Prime or even primetime television, you're going to turn on a show and you're going to watch filth. You're going to watch basically what we would label as soft porn back 20 years ago, back and not even 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That would be labeled as soft pornography. And so today, even the best of the best, the best of the people, the elect people, let's call them the elect, the best of the people, you and I, the intelligent people, the ones that have freedom of choice still, freedom of speech, the ones that are allowing ourselves to think for ourselves. Don't fool yourself for one second that you're good. My goodness, you're the better of the bad is what it is. You are in Nephi's time, third Nephi, when all the destruction happened, the people were so filthy they had to be destroyed. Who's left over? The, the, the people that are bad, but the, the better of the bad. In other words, these people were filthy, but they were not at least the ones that were murdering the apostles and prophets. At least they were not murdering the prophets and apostles. So that was the standard of not getting destroyed by the Lord. You're not murdering. Okay. But you're not good because you're not murdering, my goodness sake. You're not holy. You're by no means pious. You don't glow in a beautiful golden aura. You don't have white surrounding you. No. You are in the world and of the world is what it is. You have invited worldly philosophies mingled with scripture, mingled with doctrine of Christ, and you've created a new doctrine, an adulterated version of the truth. That's the truth, people. I'm not telling you to you lies. I'm telling you what it is. You've invited an adulterated version of the truth, and you've allowed your mind to say and to justify to yourself, this is truth. This, I'm happy with myself because A, I'm following the commandments of God. I'm a pious person. By George, no way. Again, this is the state we live in, in the most incredibly wicked society and world that ever has been. Now, if you understand that, a friend of mine pointed something out a little while ago when he said, my goodness, the earth is the most wicked place in the whole universe, given. Okay, where do we know that from? Book of Mormon. Also, the Jews at the time of Christ, they were the only nation that was so incredibly wicked at the time. It says 2,000 years ago. They were the only incredibly super wicked nation that they would have crucified their Lord. So therefore, that's where God sent his son because he had to be crucified for the sins of the world. As the Book of Mormon states, no other nation on earth would have sacrificed, would have murdered the Son of God. They would have accepted him as the Son of God with so many miracles performed. They were so wicked. Now, what do we say about the Jews? We're always, we're always thinking to ourselves, those Jews that murdered Christ, so unholy, following Moses, never following the commandments. If I was a Jew, I would have kept the commandments. If I was a Jew back then, I would have followed the Lord. The reality is 
you're not following the Lord right now. Right now, we don't live in the time of Jesus Christ when the Jews were the most wicked people on the earth. We have become more wicked than the most wicked ever. Now, I'm not just saying this myself. This comes directly from prophets and apostles. You listen back to the last few conferences for yourself, and you will find time and time again, quoted by prophets, that each one of them is saying, we live in the most wicked and perverse time ever in history. The devil has more power now than he's ever gotten in the whole history of the world. And how does the devil get power, by the way? The devil gets power by wickedness. And so you have to be more wicked than the most wicked ever in order for the devil to have such power. Are you with me so far? Yes. So let's not feign like we're good, like we're holy. I'm not good at holy. I'm freaking the, 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 the better of the film. Do I watch Netflix? Hell yeah, I do. Do I watch television? Of course I do. Am I on my phone? Yes. Am I scrolling for porn? No, I'm not. Well, my goodness, at least I'm not looking for porn. But is porn showing up in my shows that I watch? Of course. I'm getting porn all the time, not as advertised porn, but I'm certainly getting flashes of naked people all the time in whatever show I'm watching because you cannot turn on the television today and not be flashed with a naked body. You cannot be turning on a show today that is not advertising and promoting homosexuality. You cannot turn on a show today that doesn't have a million swear words in it. So the reality is, we are watching on a daily basis porn for the mind, psychological nudity. That's all we're watching, that's all we're experiencing, and that's all we're exposing ourselves to. And we're becoming the kind of people that are okay with that. Hey, that's okay. I'm not some kind of a religious nut that's gonna go burn my TV. Well, let me tell you something, George. Let me tell you something, Susie. You actually have to burn your TV and burn your phone if you wanna be pious. Because otherwise, you are what you're influenced by. And if you're influenced by the phone, you're influenced by the computer, you're influenced by TV all day long, then that's who you are. You become what you're influenced by. There's no way to filter it. And you certainly can't go and watch filth and not absorb filth and have the filth transform you. It can't, it can't happen. So just think about it. Think about your daily lives and think about what you think about all day long. It's called thinking about thinking. Are your thoughts pure all day long? Now, I don't want you to read something incorrect into what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I personally would watch porn ever. I'm saying that the type of shows that are on Netflix and on Amazon Prime and on all the shows, all the channels, the things that show up on these kind of channels and on every primetime channel everywhere, most of it would be considered soft porn just 20 years ago. I mean, think about it. Think about all the times you have to fast forward the show because all of a sudden here is a gay, uh, gay scene or here is a uh, sex scene and the people are practically naked. This is soft porn. So once again, I'm not saying anybody, anything about that I would be someone that advocates porn. I'm saying that the type of stuff that we watch today 
would be considered soft porn back even in the 1970s or 1980s because back then you weren't even allowed to get down to a bikini let alone uh, show a flash of a nude person my goodness are your actions pure all day long well you can say to yourself i mean this is all the way to the nuts i wear a mask and therefore i'm pious because i'm not sharing the germs the that the, the, the virus with other people so i'm so holy because i'm saving lives all of a sudden the standard of morality in our society has become i'm good by not doing anything i'm good by being afraid of some virus that doesn't even exist i'm good by protecting myself with this mask that doesn't even strain out viruses in any way because the holes are too big we know that scientifically it's even in the package people it says it right there so somehow the new rule of piety has become well i put a mask on my face because i'm so afraid follow the psychology with me people i'm so afraid so i put a mask over my face and therefore i'm not killing anyone because the germs coming out of my mouth aren't going to them and they would have died because they're old oh man i'm so good and that guy without a mask is so evil and if i infringe upon his freedom of choice then i'm good i'm pious myself because hell nobody has the freedom to choose to murder other people i'm saving lives and so i'm a superman i'm a savior that makes me holy and so you go around the stupid people go around thinking they're so wonderful they're so good in the meantime they're breaking nine of the ten commandments right in the meantime they're breaking their covenants in the meantime they're doing everything but be christ-like and let's draw christ with a picture of him wearing a mask and why not at the same time let's put a needle in his arm right because he needs to be inoculated that's the new piety that's the new commandment of men and of devils. So this is the society we're in, people. We think that gathering together is not holy anymore. Giving somebody an embrace is, whoa, hands off, because that's not what Jesus would do. Jesus would stand six, six, six feet apart from you. And he would enforce this symbolism of the beast. And certainly buy and sell and etc. That's of Christ if you only wear the symbol of the beast and have the vaccine in front of you and inside of you and violating your temple. So, again, the commandments of men versus the commandments of God. We are a society of filth. We are a new society that has adopted craziness. And we've said... It's good to uphold evil. Evil practices such as homosexuality are fantastic. In fact, we love other people if we're pushing for their rights. My goodness, what an upside down world, right? So, having said that, there is no way that you and I and all your neighbors and all my neighbors and the whole world, at least the United States, is going to say, whoa, no, let's stop homosexual marriage. Let's stop same-sex marriage 
it's an abomination. That's never going to happen. We're never going to get back to a state of Prop 8. How do I know this? You might say that's a defeatist attitude, right? I know this because I search the prophecies. prophecies. I've been searching them for the past 40 years. And I know what the prophecies say from the Old Testament, from Daniel, from all the Old Testament books, including Leviticus, including Exodus, the New Testament, Matthew 22, specifically, Revelations, and modern day scriptures like Doctrine and Covenants, section 88, section 44, and several others that talk about the end of the world, as well as the Book of Mormon that's just a reflection, a mirror of our times. In another podcast, I'm going to talk about 4th Nephi to explain the actual mirror effect of what the Nephites were going through that mirrors our time and how we are so close to destructions and the persecution of the saints that has to happen. So with these prophecies in mind and with my ability to step back and look at the big picture and remember 10 years ago when I was talking about the Common Core and specifically speaking to the people of Utah and going to those meetings, if you remember back then I was explaining to you that the whole purpose of Common Core was to to bring in the institution of homosexual marriage, to bring it into Utah, and that the purpose of that was so that the homosexual marriage would be nationwide, because Utah was the only gateway state that was preventing homosexual marriage in the whole United States. But I also explained that this particular homosexual marriage was targeting our temples. That the whole goal of Common Core was to eventually, devil wanting, get this abomination of desolation into our temples. And not only that, but to close down our temples. I said it 10 years ago. Now, if you understand what's happening today, Today, there are no prophecies in the past or present that tell us there's going to be any good things happening. And when good things, I I don't mean good things like the the 10 tribes. I'm going to take that back. There are good things. There are many things that are going to happen that are wonderful. But I'm saying that that say that we take back ground, like we, we, we get to have no homosexual marriage again. Nothing like that is a prophecy anymore. From this time forth, the Gadianton robbers are in charge. They're not going to give up their seats. And all we have left is destruction and mayhem and persecution. That's it. There's no prophecy that says, oh my goodness, we regain the country. None at all. You're going to say, well, what about the one that says, uh, you know, the elders of the church will save the Constitution when it's hanging by a string? Again, there's three phrases of that one. The most accurate one, remember, quoted directly from the journals, courts it as, if the Constitution is to be safe at all. It doesn't say when the Constitution was. If the Constitution is to be saved at all, it will be by the elders of Israel. Well, you know what? 
that time is over. Do you have constitutional rights right now? Do you have freedom of speech? Can you say anything you want on Facebook? Twitter? Can you say anything you want by the media? Is the media neutral? Do we have freedom of press? Freedom of religion, my goodness? Can we do whatever we want? Can we say whatever we want? Can the brethren explain what the hell's going on in this earth? No. My goodness, we lost all that with COVID and before, but specifically with COVID, we were not allowed to go to church, my goodness sake. You've lost your religious freedom. You've lost your rights. The Constitution was hanging by a thread. COVID cut it. We did nothing to save it. Therefore, if the Constitution is to be saved at all, it will be by the elders. Elders, you were too weak. You were weaklings. You were cowards. You did nothing. Therefore, it's gone. So what are we left with now? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Like I said, we are never going to get ground back as to marriage by same-sex partners. We're not going to get that one back. You are brainwashed. Your neighbor's brainwashed. Most of the people inside the church are brainwashed. So imagine the people outside the church. They're all brainwashed. They're all goners. Everybody supports gay marriage. The most, most people do. Reality is. Most people support homosexuality in one way or another. My goodness sake, even seminary in the church puts up huge banners to say we welcome LGBTQ, don't they? You've seen them. And if you haven't seen them, your eyes are closed. So I'm sorry, but most members in the church, let alone outside the church, most people support homosexual agenda. So if we're not going to gain any ground anymore, why did the church support this bill? The church, and I'm going to be controversial here, did not support this bill. You see, there was a great article written by Desert News just recently published today that explains all of this in a very well way, very well fashion. And by the way, the style of the writing, I could tell that the writer itself is pro homosexuality. I could tell by the style of it. And especially because of some of the verbiage in there that was incorrect. So there are some parts incorrect to this article in the Desert News. But let me tell you some of the information that was correct. This bill, the Respect the Marriage Act, was not supported. The one that came from the House was not supported by the church. That's where you're wrong. The bill that came out of the House was entirely different than the one that the church is supporting. Let me tell you the state of the nation right now. Because of the Supreme Court decision to turn back Roe versus Way, there was another thought in the Supreme Court that went something like this. Let's now think about looking at the decision we made on same-sex marriage. Maybe we should turn that back. Now remember, the judiciary branch never is legislative. They should not have ever touched homosexual marriage and infringed it upon a nation. But they did. They overstepped their bounds. Why? Because Obama was in charge and he had control, of course, of the Supreme Court. They were his puppets. But now that we had Trump, Wow, 
we had a chance. And so Roe versus Wade, one of the most abominable things in the universe to destroy life in this in, in its infant state was abolished. Now the decision is made up to the states. Fantastic. Let's see what states want to burn. Right? Okay, so you make that decision, New York City. And let's see where God judges you. Okay, so you're getting along with my train of thought, right? So now the house is completely evil. Why do we know they're evil? Why do we know that the house is not controlled by true Republicans? Because they voted, the house voted, they were afraid, Republicans included, they voted to pass a bill that no matter what the judiciary branch says, we are now going to put into law that all states in the United States have to accept homosexual marriage. They have to accept same gender marriage. Absolutely. There is no choice. So you take away religious freedom completely in that because these guys are now putting it in stone, repealing previous acts that say marriage is between a man and a woman. Those are getting repealed by this Respect the Marriage Act. Let's throw that away. And now, with this new bill passing the House, if you are a Church of Jesus Christ, a Latter-day Saint member, you're screwed because now you have to accept homosexual marriage. That's the way the bill was made. And if you're a Catholic, now you have to accept and be able to marry homosexual people in your Catholic Church. And the bishop has to do that, or the priest, or whoever performs the marriage, has to be done. Because the bill says you have to have homosexual marriage. It is now accepted, and whether the marriage is done in your state or outside your state, you have to respect it. It is lawful and nationwide, people. So the church did not, for one second, support that. This is the state we're in. The church retaliated and very quickly came in and with their power and force and with their influence because, again, I talked about this in another episode, because of their influence, because they've been helping to write and to pass homosexual rights legislature in Utah for several decades before so they had voice in this matter. They came up not with an agreement, but with a compromise, people, that said, no, don't take away freedom of choice from religion. You will allow us to worship what, who, and what we may worship, in what manner we may worship. We will support this bill full-heartedly. We'll support this bill. But let's change the verbiage so that religious freedom in every religion is protected, people. You see the beauty of this? If you do not understand the genius of it, because this comes from no man, this comes from God, all of it, the planning, the years, the decades of supporting homosexual rights so that in 2022, 
we would not have our temples taken away because what's the consequence, people? The consequence is there is a prophecy in Daniel chapter 8 that says the abomination of desolation will take place in the temple of God. The Antichrist himself, which by the way, Daniel 8, has no desire for women. Again, Revelation as well. No desire for women. The Antichrist has no desire for women. In other words, he's a homosexual people. He will bring the abomination of desolation into the temple. What's the abomination of desolation? Well, the abomination of desolation is explained in Daniel and also in Revelation. It is what God himself spews out of his mouth. The only sin that God throws up on, homosexuality, man on man, as described in Deuteronomy, as described in many places in the Bible. See, God's word has never changed, people. The Book of Mormon, the Bible, the Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl Great Price, they're all the word of God. They're all the same, and the prophets of God have always taught the same thing. And so, my explanation to you, looking at the big picture, is this was incredible, a safety for us. The temple will be desecrated, and the abomination of desolation will come. But my goodness, it was stayed for us. Don't you want your daughter or your son to be able to get into the temple and get married? We have a short window of time here, people. How, the question isn't why the the church supported this bill. They didn't support the bill. They helped change the bill to protect our temples. The question shouldn't be why they support it. The question should be, how long do we have until they, that take a inch and want a mile, how long will it be when they say, oh, we're fed up with it. We have to get married in the temple too. How long will that take? Because at least it's not in 2022. At least we saved the last month of this year by saving the, the act and not letting it pass. My goodness, if it passed the House that's Republican, my goodness, is it going to pass the Senate? Of course it is. So thank goodness, thank heaven that the church came in and altered it because if they had not, we would be in a world of hurt. Right now, this year would be the Antichrist rule and reign year, and we would have the abomination of desolation this year, people. It's going to come. Don't get me wrong. They're going to want their mile. And some people criticize and say, well, if you compromise with the devil, he's not going to keep it. Of course he's not going to keep it. That's not the point. The point is that we've staved it off a few, few years, people, and I would like to see my children get married in the temple before it's over. Yes, the Antichrist will reign and rule from the temple itself, but at least it's not happening this year. And so, you want an answer, an explanation? Thank goodness. You have the whole explanation. You have it now. The answer is, we needed to repeal that fracking bill, and now we have a compromise. <laughs> they accepted a compromise. Thank goodness for the position of the church that influences and has great influence because of their past decisions. Because now, imagine if we had always been no, 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 no matter what. This bill would have passed today. 
But the reality of it is, the reality is, we have a little time bought. Enjoy the temples until Wilford Woodruff's prophecy when he dedicated the Salt Lake Temple comes true. Because the second time the Lord closes his temple, and this is the second time, it's coming, the first time already happened. The second time, it will be for years, people, and it will be only open again after the calamities come, destructions, desolation, persecution, only after the children of Zion, meaning the children, meaning the sons and daughters, come to the Lord begging and pleading with a righteous sacrifice. The temples are open. Enjoy them while you can. And thank goodness we staved off this horror, this horror of horrors, because they wanted to take away our rights and our freedom to worship how we want today. If it were not for the intelligence, the goodness, and the precise measures taken, our temples would be gone today. And didn't I tell you that was going to happen 10 years ago? I sure did. You didn't believe it then and you didn't do anything then. So you think you're going to do anything now? Of course you're not. You're going to just sit back, relax, and watch this show unfold because most of you are cowardly. And those that aren't cowardly, who are you going to convince? Nobody's going to go your way anyway because you're considered evil in a world where evil is good, up is down, righteousness is sin, and the commandments of men and devils reign. That's it for today, folks. <laughs> Chew on that. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years, researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know 